Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with U.S. Army veteran turned life coach, Derek Johnson. He is a U.S. Army veteran life coach and trainer that has helped over 500 clients and 50 companies go from just surviving to thriving through his coaching modalities and marketing efforts. He was awarded Soldier of the Year for his battalion three times over, received numerous awards for PT, and took his leadership skills, certifications, and life experiences to help people take control of their mind and body so that they can thrive, not just survive. He is a great cat with a lot of great stories, and over the process, he's healed himself along with many others. Enjoy this interview. Good morning, good morning. How are you? Doing great, doing great. So where are you located? I actually live in Panama City, Panama, but I'm originally from Florida. Okay. So yeah, so we uh we moved down here for a year, and then we're gonna head back to South Florida. We just wanted a year away just to experience it, my girlfriend and I. Yeah. And yeah, it's been been pretty interesting so far. That's cool. I went there for my stepdaughter. She had a dance competition. Um, oh, this has to be before the pandemic, but yeah, I awesome. you know I'm coming from being landlocked in Kansas City, so if I get to see the ocean, it's hallelujah. Oh yes, exactly. That, that's what we love about here. It reminds me of Miami yeah. meets New York meets a little bit of mountain area. It has everything. So yeah, we live downtown. So it's, it looks just like Miami city life. Everything's within walking distance. Yeah. And then within 20 minutes, we have a rainforest. So it's interesting how you can do that. And then 20 minutes the other direction is a beach. So you can get all the feels in one day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's good living for sure. So I'm going to dive right in here and I want to find out. Okay. I know Florida rolled differently with COVID, but how did you survive that? And how has it affected the way that you live and conduct business now? Okay. So in regards to COVID, quarantine was honestly a blessing in disguise, mainly because number one, people needed more help than ever because everybody was at home. A lot of people were binge eating, drinking more spousal issues, or they're just annoyed being around their kids all day. So there's a lot of different things that were happening with individuals. So the good thing about that is now that there were more problems to solve during quarantine and the number two, gyms were closed. So being able to offer people home workouts, bodyweight workouts, or if they had bands and dumbbells. So for online businesses for all, but in my sector, it helped out a ton because more people that maybe did not have pre-existing issues or struggles, they had them during quarantine. So in that regard, I was able to hop on Zoom with them one-on-one and make a deep impact. And it was interesting because from quarantine to now, a lot of the clients are still working with me or in the training app, but now they're in a totally different place mentally, excuse me, mentally, physically, spiritually, maybe even in their career-wise. But it's very interesting, interesting to see people's journey from quarantine. So number one, definitely quarantine was a blessing in disguise, but would also identified what people's struggles were that maybe they didn't even have before quarantine because they're always so busy or hanging out with family because they're like, huh, I never realized I had this eating habit or this thing with my weight or relationship with food, whatever it was. So it was very interesting that a lot of people's eyes opened. Absolutely. I started watching a show last night, I think called The Blue Ticket on Apple TV, Apple Plus, and it's about people getting their destiny. It's called The Life Changer Machine. And you go up and you put your social security okay. number in. Have you seen any previews for it? 
No, it, I, I heard about it, but I haven't seen any videos yet. It's wild. And it, and it goes right into that whole idea of life coaching. Like you're trying to tap into people's destiny and potential and help them get to where they're going. And it's crazy how this whole idea, whether it's placebo or real is manifesting in everybody's mind. It's wild. Oh, so. yes. The placebo is, is crazy because of if somebody's watching the media to each their own, but it's just toxic, negative, excuse my language, but negative shit, like yeah. nonstop. And it's 6 a.m. They turn the media on and it's just brainwashing wow. themselves with negativity. Then they start getting paranoid, scared, then yep. psychosomatic. Weeks later, they're actually sick because of the negative thoughts. And it's a scary place. But the good thing is that being able to teach people proven action steps that they can do just have more control and more mindfulness where a lot of things just relate back to patterns that some people they don't realize that they've been doing said thing for years or decades yeah. and just helping them rewire everything naturally like no no medicine no prescription no nothing needed just being able to go back to the basics so yeah for sure so let me ask you this if i put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day and one of the kids looks up at you and asks what do you do for a living how would you answer them I would say that's a great question. I help people take control of their body and their mind. And then from there, I would give an example. So let's say Jimmy, he ate too much McDonald's for a bit and then went from there. And then he wants to get back to how he was athletic, being able to run the mile as fast as you and just some other things. But definitely, number one, teaching people how to take control of their mind and their body, no matter what's going on. So you've had a pretty decorated career in the military. What was your dream when you were in the third grade? Was it, what did you want to be when you grew up? I honestly had a feeling that I would be, I didn't know the phrase coach. I didn't like have a plan to be a life coach, but I did have a feeling that I would be in a leadership position, whether it was sports, whether it was military. I was the quiet kid who was always picked as a group leader for some reason. I would just be sitting there and observing them. And they're like, hey, Derek, you're going to be the group leader. I'm like, okay. And I would get in front of the class and speak. And people were surprised that I wasn't shy to speak in front, even though I was always quiet. But I was always just like reading everything. But that stems from like a household of wild upbringing <laughs> and just observing the family. Yeah. I think that was like the gift or the skill which was instilled. So like for some, they're affected in a different way. But seeing all the madness at home with family and so forth, I was just a quiet observer and that's what made me pick up books and everything else. So I just always knew that it would be in regards to helping people. That's what I felt. I know it sounds crazy for third grader, but by third grade, I was seeing drugs, alcohol, all that stuff around me. And I was yeah. like, I have to control this. So that's what helped me dive deep into like um, books by Bruce Lee, videos of that nature, or learn picking up the classic bodybuilding book from Arnold. I was like, I need to find a release and it's going to be fitness or I'm going to end up like them. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So were you born and raised in Florida? No, I was born in Fort Stewart, Georgia. There's an army base okay. in Georgia. It's pretty, I want to say it's 45 minutes from Savannah. So I was born there. And then we moved to Germany, to a lot of the bases in Germany, because my mother's German and my dad was army as well. So they actually met in Germany. So we lived in Germany for a few years. And then all through middle school, through college, I lived throughout Florida. So bounce around the panhandle and went from there. But it was interesting moving from Germany because I was playing soccer as a kid in the snow and the cold weather in the mist and then living in the panhandle in Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> the first like two months there, I would literally pass out on the field. And I've never passed out in my life until that point because I just wasn't used to running, sprinting in humidity. 
Yeah. Because I came from Germany. I was like, all right, what's going on? So then my parents were like, I think we need to do martial arts and basketball because you have air conditioning and you're inside until I adjusted. Yeah. So I want to say it was about six months to a year where I fully adjusted to the humidity, like actually training hard out in the sun. So it was yeah. interesting to think back on. Yeah, absolutely. So what what did the military teach you? I mean, that's that's a pretty seminal time in everyone's life. But what did that ultimately teach you? Now that you're in civilian life as a, as a coach, what, what did that do for you? Number one, it instilled the camaraderie of team building. So we've all worked for a company or been part of a team where maybe we didn't like someone. And in the military, it's like that firsthand. You go through boot camp or basic training. You don't like this guy, don't like that female. But after a while, once you embrace the suck, then you realize that you actually have each other's back. Like there's a guy, one of my buddies, we have totally different views on the world, but we were in the army together. And we know if something happens in public, we're going to have each other six. We might disagree on everything else, but I, we 100% trust each other with our lives. That right there is like the deepest impact that, and I truly believe that a lot of military could say that. It's a different level of friendship. Even if you don't like personally like the person, you at least know, excuse my language, but if shit pops off, <laughs> we're going to protect each other and save everybody that's here. So definitely the camaraderie aspect and the next is the structure. So the structure in the military and then going into the civilian life, getting the reality check that a lot of individuals or companies or organization do not have that level of structure, a chain of command. Everything's just kind of up in the air or we've always done it this way. So I would definitely say the camaraderie one and two, the structure. Yeah, for sure. So talk to me a little bit about role models. Who's been kind of a hero for you in your life? So one of my biggest role models was a actor and a model named Greg Plitt. So he was a army officer. So they actually used his body on a lot of Marvel movies, but his face was never really in it, but they used his body. But it was interesting because he was in the army and he modeled and his physique was used in Marvel movies. And I was like, this, this guy's interesting. He's like a unicorn because he was doing everything that I was interested in. I was like, I'm interested in that industry. I'm interested in this. And then I saw like the poster child of that but most importantly is I watched a lot of his videos when he was, he passed away a few years ago, but he would pour his heart out on his website for about an hour to two hours on various topics. And I remember being in a dark time and just being on gregplit.com watching his videos and then also seeing videos of him at fitness expos or events, no matter who was there or what brand, he always had the longest lines. So seeing people who just crying in his arms and just seeing the life changes that they had off of drugs, off of alcohol. So number one, I would say Greg Plitt because of those personal experiences and helping people change their life. Before that, it was Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, but that's when I was younger. <laughs> but the older I got, I saw him and I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, for sure. So talk to me a little bit about who would you love to meet? Anybody alive on the planet right now? Who would you love to meet? Oh, God. Hmm. Let's see. I love music. So I think I wouldn't say he's number one, but in terms of just interest would be Post Malone. He's an artist, but he's just a unique guy where he's one of the most humble that's at that level. He'll sell out an arena, but still shake your hand, remember people. And just he just seems like a cool guy that you could just shoot guns with, put some stuff on the grill. He just seems like a normal guy, but picking his brain or to how they function. 
So it always interests me in regards to musicians that will travel the world, different time zones and all that, and still perform. That always interests me. Like, how do they do this? They're barely sleeping. So it relates a lot to the military of lack of sleep and different schedule changes. But yeah, he's definitely an interesting character. Um, but besides, besides that, former Greg Plivett, and then obviously Kobe Bryant, but no longer with us. But yes, I would definitely say him or anybody else that's high level. I've always had a interest in people that take things to the next level and break all barriers. Absolutely. So speaking of breaking barriers and going to that next level, what is it that ultimately every day motivates you? When you get up, you have things that you want to do, things you want to achieve. What is it for you that's a motivator? I say a phrase every single morning in my head or out loud is people depend on me. So if I feel like I want to hit snooze or don't want to work out or don't want to get on Zoom calls or do whatever I have to do, in that moment, I stop myself and I'm saying, hey, you're being selfish right now. People depend on you. And once I say that, something in me gets chills and I get a rush and then I make it for everyone else. So I truly believe that a lot of people, we hold ourselves from our goals because we're selfish. We don't want to get up. We don't want to eat a certain way. We don't want to do this. It's all about me, me, me. I don't want to. But once they make it all about others, we actually tap into another zone where people start to ask you like, what what are you, what are you on, Joe? Like, you just go, 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 go. And you're like, I'm thinking of my son. I'm thinking of my wife. I'm thinking of my grandma. Like, once you think of others, it's that rush. So I would definitely say the phrase people depend on me. And I'm an extremist. I like to think of extreme scenarios that help fuel me. So I would challenge everybody to learn their family history on both sides and learn like some of the darkest things that family have been through and then look at it right now. So you and I might have Wi-Fi issues and yes, it might piss us off for a moment, but like, all right, am I really going to complain about Wi-Fi? My great grandpa went through X, Y, Z. Yeah. And he's probably looking down like, all right, are you really complaining about this Wi-Fi and AC went out for a moment? So I like to go to the extreme to bring me into the present moment. So those are two things. People depend on me. And then learning about the family trees and what they've been through to make the current stress or struggle seem minuscule. Absolutely. It's all about perspective. So um, so let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself. You could give yourself a piece of advice based on what you've lived in your life, the wisdom you've gained. What would you tell your young version? I would just tell him to accept what's happening now. This is your gift. Accept what's happening now. This is your gift. So with the upbringing being an alcoholism family and seeing like violence and seeing all extreme things, I had to grow up quick. So I realized that this was like a cheat code. So my friends would say, how do you stay in the gym so long? But nobody realized I was in the gym so long or helping people because I didn't want to be at home. So that would fuel me more than anything. So I was like, once I get home, it's just going to be hell for a few hours until everybody falls asleep. So I'd rather be out with other people or training. So seeing that pain as your gift. So just reminding him. Yeah. So what are you the proudest of that you've done up to this point in your life? Of all the things that you've accomplished, you've won awards and you've helped a lot of people. What is it that you're the proudest of? I'm the proudest of the one-on-one conversations of client transformations that are deeper than just fitness. So an example could be a gentleman who had a divorce and he was suicidal or was binge drinking, binge eating, and they legitimately did not want to be here anymore. But having those one-on-one conversations um, that we don't post and glorify on social media, like, oh yeah, we helped each other. 
just a one-on-one connection and realizing that he didn't give up and months to years later, just checking out their social media or shooting them a text and checking on them and seeing how far they've come in such a short time. And when nobody else maybe knew their situation, those moments give me chills because I've been in dark places as well. And when somebody lend a helping hand or just had a piece of advice or simply actively listen to me, because with some families or some people, you might elaborate on what's going on. People are like, oh, suck it up. You're a man. Suck it up. Don't cry. But nobody really knows the real thing. So being there for others, because I know what it felt like at those times. So aiming to be that continuously for others as well. So what's been the best client success story that you've been involved with? Best client success story would definitely be divorces and also military veterans that had, whether it was a prescription addiction, alcohol, or any other drug, or maybe it was even sexual or pornography addiction, but helping them break that pattern to then thrive and no longer just let their vices control them where they can break out of those and then fully start being themselves again. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think that I'm just a vessel. So if I get an idea, it is not my idea. It just comes. So after a morning early workout, when I'm walking or running home, ideas just flood. And that's when I just start posting on social media or checking on people where 30 minutes before that, I didn't even have that idea or thought, but because I released things come to me. So I think everything is divine energy, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whatever someone may believe in, but I'm just a vessel. So if I take care of me, the right information will come, which will then help others. So you had mentioned sports and Kobe and Jordan. So I'm curious if you could go back in history and see a sporting event firsthand, where are you going to go? What would you love to see? Michael Jordan, when he hit the game winner, I don't remember the exact year, but the game winner where he jumped by the free throw line. So being in those moments like that. Oh, yes, exactly. That would be because I would watch those videos with my dad and I would see how hype he was. And I was like, I'm excited. But he has another level of excitement. He would tell me about the game. So just seeing that kind of energy, that would be next level. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Air, the one about Nike and them signing him? No, I haven't. Oh, that's the one with uh, Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think how much Michael Jordan changed everything. Well, guys, he's so. Oh yeah, yeah. So if Derek, if anyone out there wants to learn more about you, hire you, anything pertaining to your world, where's the best place for them to go? The best place to go is on Instagram. So it's fit with Derek with the number two. Fit with Derek with the number two. So on there, they would see content, a lot of client testimonials. I just like to show real people real results. So, and I also live by that. I'm not for everyone. You're not for everyone. So if people don't like the F-bombs or D-bombs or anything like that, then I'm not the guy. But (laughs) if they do like that in your face, blunt honesty, I'm that friend that's going to tell them to like, hey, man, you've been slacking a little bit. I'm the friend that's going to speak up. It all comes from a good place. I want them to win. So if that's what somebody likes, then that might align with them. I don't tend to watch video shorts that often, but there was a guy one time that he was, he's a big dude and he was training somebody that had an eating problem. And I guess he spied on him and found him. And this guy got a massive burger and man, he came up and kicked that plate out of his <laughs> hand. It was like, what are you doing? Just 
be rating this dude. But, you know, <laughs> there's people that need to have reminders like that. So, yeah, I totally get it. Um, man, Derek, this has been great. Thank you so much for opening up. And you, I you, appreciate it. You enriched me, my son. This is He'll, he'll remember <laughs> this for the rest of his life. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem. It's a pleasure to meet you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, the military, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. (laughs) 